He has spoken on the topics faith, family and freedom in Cuba, Belgium, Brazil, Congo, UK and all over the USA to crowds from 14 to 40,000. Please help me welcome J. Lauren Norris. What's amazing to me is when I hear people talk about things like flow. Uh, they want to be in the flow. They want to kind of go along with the flow. They want everything to be without resistance. And and I hear some people say that if you're in the right place in your life, if you're surrounded by the right people in your life, if you're doing the right thing in your life, then everything seems to be easier. It's just flow. Things just come at me. The universe just tends to pour things on me. Some would call it God's favor. And while I think there's some modicum of truth to that, I also know that Leaders know that struggle has its reward, and that's what I want to talk about today on Leading Leaders. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast, and I can tell you there have been a lot of times in my life that it was a whole lot easier to go along to get along. It was a whole lot easier not to push back, not to resist, not to, to struggle, it was a whole lot easier just to do what everybody else was doing. But there was also a point that I realized that what everybody else was doing was not really my ideal strategy. And by that, I mean it it wasn't taking me where I wanted to be. Sure, it was easy because that's where everybody was going. In fact, a lot of times the system, the world itself will reward you for simply going along. It will allow you to be a part of what everybody else is doing, to do what everybody else is doing, and kind of win, if you will. It's, it's easier to get the job. It's easier to get the promotion. It's easier to get the title. It's easier to get the degree. But think, about, think about all those college students who kind of, they had a little bit of a, a, a reluctance or a resistance to taking a certain course in college. But once they got into that college class, once they kind of played the game the way everybody else did, then life seemed to be easier. In fact, I've heard people like Ben Shapiro and others say, while I disagree with a lot of what's being taught in colleges, even in college classes, he said, I still advise my kids, go to class, take the test, answer the question the way the professor expects you to answer it, even if you personally, internally logically and emotionally disagree with the answer the test requires. I want you to think about that for a minute. Answer the question the way the professor expects you to, even if you logically and emotionally disagree with the answer that the test requires. There's another word for that. It's called compliance. Now, it's easy if you go with the flow, if you just do what you're supposed to, if you just do what everybody else is doing, if you're moving along with society like a herd of sheep, herd of sheep, a flock of sheep, a herd of cattle, a herd of goats. Yeah, they're all herds and, and flocks, and unless they're geese and then they're gaggles. But if you're just going along with everybody else, you're moving along with the path and you're, you're doing what you're told, if you're compliant, you're in the flow of everything else. And it's pretty easy. And even in the flow, there are those who stand out. They're significant. They're taller. They're faster. They're brighter. They're more boisterous. But they're still in the flow. They're going the same direction as everybody else. It's the ones who stand out and stand up and turn around and go the other way that, um, well, they get picked off. They're kind of like the weakest of the gazelle in the jungle. When you think about the safari plane and you think about all of the animals that are eaten by lions and tigers and bears, oh my, it's usually the weak ones. It's the ones who 
can't keep up with the flow. It's the ones who wander off from the herd because they're sick or they're lame. Those are the ones that are eaten by the beasts. They become beast fodder. And I think it's true in life. Now, leaders also know, though, that there's a reason that salmon swim upstream. In the ice-cold waters, all the other fish are going with the flow of the water. They're just going where they want to. But the salmon are very strong fish, and they swim upstream, especially for breeding. But when they swim upstream, they're going against the flow. They're going against the current of the water. They're going against all the other fish. Sometimes that means they jump out of the water, and that's what causes them to get eaten by a grizzly bear. But there's a reward for them, mating season, at the end of that struggle. There are leaders also who know that the struggle has its own rewards. Maybe it's the struggle of, of getting that degree, or maybe it's the struggle of, of investing in something with great risk, expecting great return. Knowing that from time to time, you're going to put it all in emotionally, psychologically, financially, perhaps. You're going to put it all in and lose it all. You're going to put all your eggs in one basket and somebody's going to steal your basket. That's the risk of going against the flow. So why would you do that? Because the reward of going against the flow is being a change maker. The reward of going against the flow is leading the narrative when everybody else is just agreeing with a lie. The reward of going with the flow is, well, Schindler's List. Yeah. I was in Austria just as I was getting out of the Air Force. I was on my terminal leave and, and had a chance to do a tour uh, with my dad. We went all over Europe together. And in Austria, we went snow skiing. And in Austria, I was in a little store. I really wanted to own a Montblanc pen. I still don't own one. Those little suckers are pricey. But I stopped in the store, a Montblanc store, and I asked the guy, why are these pens so expensive? And he said, well, first off, it's their quality. They're all made really, really well. Back in the day, they were all handmade individually. He said, but do you not know the story of the Montblanc? And I said, no. And so he showed me the pen, and he said, what do you see? And I don't, yeah, I do, I have a pen here. So he showed me a pen, and this is not a Mont Blanc, but he said, do you see the, the top of it? And I said, yeah, he said, that's the snow on the top of the mountain. And Hitler loved the pen because the snow on the top of the mountain uh, was pitched to him as the snow at the eagle's crest, the place where, where Hitler would hide out. What he didn't realize is that when you turn that Mont Blanc pen and you look straight down on the top of it, that same snow crest is the six-pointed star of David. Now, Hitler didn't catch on to that. This was one of the very few Jewish-made products that allowed to remain through the entire evolution that we now know as World War II. From the beginning of the Nazi takeover to the end of World War II, the folks who made the Mont Blanc pen survived. And they were allowed to continue to make this product, even as Jews were being slaughtered left and right because of their ideology and their heritage. The makers of the Mont Blanc pen went against the flow, and they survived. And to this day, if you have one of those pens, you may not know that you're carrying around legacy and history of those who realize that there is a flow. There were people who gave up their wealth, who gave up their riches, who didn't resist who watched their neighbors slaughtered. 
There were those who gave up their wealth. They gave up their freedom. They gave up their riches. They walked themselves to the trains to get on board, to be gassed, to be burned alive, to be tested on like animals. There were those who were not Jews, but they were sympathizers who hid people in their homes and risked their own lives. And they went against the flow. And many of them saw great reward. Some not here on earth, but their reward will be in the next life. It is altogether possible to go with the flow and go where everybody else is going and still find yourself in hazard. Maybe maybe you, like me, you spend some time watching YouTube videos. I, I watch a lot of YouTube videos, usually for research, sometimes for entertainment, but I'm always asking, what is the psychology of the people who are making this video and the psychology of the people who are watching it? There's one particular video that I really get a kick out of, and it is a video of a particular hill. I believe it's in Indiana. And this hill is a, a major thoroughfare through this community. And school buses and city buses and regular traffic traverse this hill on a regular basis. At the bottom of this hill is a T road. You have to turn left or right at the bottom of the hill. But in the winter, this hill becomes ice covered and very, very slick. And it's hilarious sometimes to watch people turn the corner and they start up this hill and they're spinning their tires and they're sliding back and forth and the neighbors will come out and try to help push them by hand physically push this 3,000 pound car up the hill in ice they can barely stand on the ice but they're trying to push this car and they will struggle and some of them some of the little all-wheel drive cars they'll actually make it up the hill they'll make it up the hill and go on with their life but they've struggled they've struggled to get up that hill others on the other hand will come down that hill and they think because, you know, I'm, I'm not going against the resistance of up the hill. It's all good. It's all good. I'm, I'm going down the hill. And in their mind, they think I'm still rolling. They don't realize their tires have already lost traction. And as they get closer and closer to the T of that road, closer and closer to the stop sign, it begins to dawn on them. Those cars at the bottom are not parked there. They're stuck there. They went with the flow until the flow stopped flowing. And it's like a slow motion death as you watch them slam on the brakes and all of their tires and they skid left and they skid right. And eventually they bounce off the cars at the bottom. And early on, you'll see, you know, some of the local civilians try to help by push the car in another direction or something. And then they realize, if I keep this up, I'm going to get squashed between the cars. And so they finally give up on that process. But the idea that going with the flow, going down the hill, going not against the resistance, but you know, in the direction of everybody else. Well, I, I'm, I'm getting where I want to go. I'm getting what I want to get. I'm, I'm moving forward. I'm progressing in my life. I'm going where everybody else is going. But when they come to a dead end and they're creating for you a dead end, guess where you're going? Just as fast as you are moving along with the flow, you're headed for a dead end. The people going up the hill didn't always make it up the hill. The people struggling to find their way to the top, going against the flow, going against the grain, doing something different, they didn't always make it to the top. But for those who did, there was a great reward at the end of the struggle. It's the same thing in the gym. No pain, no gain. You can lose fat by, by dieting, by starvation, by just changing your everyday diet, by getting more sleep. There's a lot of ways to lose fat, but you know what the number one way is to lose fat? Gain muscle. Muscle eats fat. How weird is that? If you're doing the exercises, the resistance training, the going against the grain, the hard stuff, you're building muscle. And while you're building muscle, it's burning fat. So it's easier to metabolically change your body 
by doing the right things with your body. Now, I also can tell you, because I just met a guy the other day by the name of Dr. Rob, who will tell you that you can change your body at the cellular level by changing your diet and changing some of the chemicals that you have been putting in your body and taking those out. Again, this is going against the flow. This is not the norm. This is not the modern American diet running to McDonald's three times a week. This is an entirely different process that takes five to eight weeks. But when you're done, all kinds of unbelievable things can happen positively in the body, overcoming ailments and illnesses that you've struggled with for decades. But you got to do the work. Five to eight weeks of completely changing your habits. Five to eight weeks of doing something you've never done before. Five to eight weeks of following a pattern that's designed for your individual body. That's not the flow. That's not getting along with everybody else. That's not doing what everybody else is doing. It's doing something completely different. But the reward is that your body gets to reset to its original biological homostasis. Your body becomes what it was made to be, not the receptacle, this garbage receptacle of the modern American diet. Leaders realize that even in the workplace, even in relationships, even in education, even in cultural environments such as a workplace or a church or a family, even in society at large, there are a big portion of people who just go with the flow. They don't want resistance. They don't want friction. They don't want to be a problem. They don't want to have a problem. You don't start nothing, they won't be nothing. And they get along with their life just fine that way. Then we also know there are those who are just constant agitators. Their life purpose seems to be being the grit of sand that causes pearls in everybody else's life. They live to be a piece of gravel in your shoe. And then there are those who say, I don't even like shoes. I don't want to be in there with everybody else going in the same direction. I'm going to turn around and go the other way. I'm going to do something entirely different. I'm not going to fit in like everybody else. I don't want to be the black sheep in the family. I want to be a llama. I'm not just going to be like everybody else and a little bit different. I want to be something entirely different. And those people, well, they're inventors. They're business creators. They're entrepreneurs who launch ventures that no one ever imagined before. They start new projects that people look at and go, what? That doesn't make any sense until it happens and that everybody wants to be a part of it. Those who are willing to go against the flow always look like oddballs. They're always the ones taking the risk. They're always the ones sticking their head up above the herd. They're always the ones risking everything for some possible result. But it's that possibility result that changes everything, that becomes the legacy that lives past you by a hundred years. Because something in you says, I can't just go along to get along. I can't just go along with the flow. I have to do something different because I am someone different. Leaders understand the value of going with the flow when Everything else is senseless, but don't go along just to get along. Sometimes the flow is a universal flow. Sometimes the flow is a cultural flow. Sometimes the flow is a familial flow. You got to know the difference in those, the river versus the ocean. Oh, trust me, if you jumped in the Congo River, you would go along with the flow whether you want to or not. The force of the Congolese River, of the Congo River, is so incredible that in some places, it's literally impossible to build a bridge across it. That flow will change your life if you get caught in it. Other flows are like the jet stream in your swimming pool. 
Maybe you got one of those lap pools, the wave pools, where you can swim your heart out. You can adjust how fast you can swim, but you still get nowhere. You can swim 32 miles and still be in your backyard. That's the kind of flow that I believe we've got to fight against. We've got a resistance train against the kind of flow that society follows along like a bunch of lost sheep. As leaders, you're going to have to stand up. You're going to have to take a risk. True stuff, it might cost you everything. It might cost you everything. Like the people who guarded the Jews, hid them in their house. It could cost you everything. It might be, though, that it builds a legacy that outlasts you like Schindler's List. It might be that it builds a legacy that outlasts you like the Mont Blanc pen. Maybe. But just going along with the flow to get along, the end might look like that pileup of cars at the bottom of the hill with nowhere to go and no way to get out of the way of somebody else's disaster coming. Yeah, leaders know that you can go along with the flow if you just want the easy life. But if you want something rewarding, there's reward at the other end of the struggle. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast for Tell It Like It Is TV. Have a blessed day. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom.